welcome to 88 of Shaped by the Word, Season 2, The Drama of Scripture. I'm Paul Camp here with Cindy Camp, David Keefe, and Matt Kresge. And we continue in the moment when Israel comes to the very precipice of the promises that God had uh, offered them. It's been a struggle. It's been a, a relationship where they've often grumbled against God, where they've often uh, tested you know, the heart and the patience of God, but nothing really tests him more than the fact that uh, they refuse the good gifts that uh, he has promised to give them, even in all the evidence you know, that they had of how he had rescued them you know, from the mighty hand of Pharaoh in the land of Egypt, the most you know, powerful uh, nation on the face of the earth. So we continue in Israel's uh, reluctance uh, to heed God's promises and to see God's hand in their uh, position and in their circumstances. So we come to uh, Numbers chapter 14. Before we read, as we always do, let's uh, offer ourselves in this moment to the Lord. David, do you mind lifting us up? Now let's pray. And Father, we uh, we come before you and, and we are thankful for, for who you are and how despite our faithfulness you are the faithful one despite uh, the times that where we don't trust you or, or put our faith in you you are good and you, and you are wise and you um, are a god full of forgiveness and so we thank you for your grace we thank you for your mercy um, help us to behold wonderful things in your word today and we pray this all in the name of jesus amen and numbers 14 that night all the members of the community raised their voices and wept aloud. All the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron, and the whole assembly said to them, If only we had died in Egypt or in this wilderness. Why is the Lord bringing us to this land only to let us fall by the sword? Our wives and children will be taking this plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to go back to Egypt? And they said to each other, We should choose a leader and go back to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell face down in front of the whole Israelite assembly gathered there. Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had explored the land, tore their clothes and said to the entire Israelite assembly, The land we passed through and explored is exceedingly good. If the Lord is pleased with us, he will lead us into that land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and will give it to us. Only do not rebel against the Lord, and do not be afraid of the people of the land, because we will devour them. Their protection is gone, but the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. The whole assembly talked about stoning them. And then the glory of the Lord appeared at the tent of meeting to all the Israelites. The Lord said to Moses, How long will these people treat me with contempt? How long will they refuse to believe in me? In spite of all the signs I have performed among them, I will strike them down with a plague and destroy them, but I will make you into a nation greater and stronger than they. Moses said to the Lord, Then the Egyptians will hear about it. By your power you brought these people up from among them. And they will tell the inhabitants of this land about it. They've already heard that you, Lord, are with these people, and that you, Lord, have been seen face to face, that your cloud stays over them, and that you go before them in a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. If you put all these people to death, leaving none alive, the nations who have heard this report about you will say, the Lord was not able to bring these people into the land. He promised them on the oath, so he slaughtered them in the wilderness." Now may the Lord's strength be displayed, just as you have declared. The Lord is slow to anger, abounding in love, and forgiving sin and rebellion. Yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation. In accordance with your great love, forgive the sin of these people, just as you have pardoned them from the time they left Egypt until now. 
The Lord replied, I have forgiven them, as you have asked. Nevertheless, as surely as I live, and as surely as the glory of the Lord fills the whole earth, not one of those who saw my glory and signs I performed in Egypt and in the wilderness, but who disobeyed me and tested me ten times, not one of them will ever see the land I promised on an oath to their ancestors. No one has ever treated me with no one who has treated me with contempt will ever see it. But because my servant Caleb has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly, I'll bring him into the land he went to, and his descendants will inherit it. Since the Amalekites and the Canaanites are living in the valleys, turn back tomorrow and set out toward the desert along the route to the Red Sea. So we from there pick up again in verse 39. When Moses reported this to all the Israelites, they mourned bitterly. Early the next morning they set out for the highest point to the hill country, saying, Now we're ready to go up to the land the Lord has promised. Surely we have sinned. But Moses said, Why are you disobeying the Lord's command? This will not succeed. Do not go up, because the Lord is not with you. You will be defeated by your enemies, for the Amalekites and the Canaanites will face you there. Because you have turned away from the Lord, he will not be with you, and you will fall by the sword. Nevertheless, in their presumption, they went up toward the highest point of the hill country, though neither Moses nor the Ark of the Lord's Covenant moved from the camp. Then the Amalekites and the Canaanites who lived in that hill country came down and attacked them and beat them down all the way to Hormah. Uh, you have uh, two very different scenes. One, they come up you know, to the edge of the promised land and uh, are encouraged to go in and in the Lord's strength, and they do not. And then uh, finally they come up to the edge of the promised land and decide to go in in their own strength. And, of course, they, they, they do not prevail. I, I like the word, you know, the NIV has, uh, they were beat down all the way <laughs> yeah. to harm. <laughs> yeah. and, and, of course, that's where we get our modern phrase, beat down. But uh, yeah. you know, this, right. you know, Classic beat down. Passage. But this is a classic, you know, de- uh, beat down in every way because they are, a self-willed people who are denying the promises of God and the presence of God and, and obedience to God. So we read earlier in this week as they're setting up the tabernacle, Moses was careful to do everything just as the Lord had commanded them, but they've lost that sense of care and they've lost that sense of presence and they find themselves uh, as far from the heart of God as they could possibly be, both in going in when he commands them to go in and staying back when he commands them to stay back. You kind of got to love the irony too of you know, Caleb and Joshua are telling the people the truth and, and how God can give them this land and, and can provide. And, and then they talk about stoning them <laughs> and then they go on their own. And that's when they get this crazy kind of beat down, you know. And mm-hmm. so just seeing the, the difference there of wanting to stone these guys who are saying exactly how God could be faithful to do this. And then they move outside of that mm-hmm. and, and don't have God with them. No doubt. And that's probably what they would have done had not the glory of the Lord uh, radiated, you know, from the tent of the meeting, uh, causing them caution, knowing that they're not just moving, you know, against their leaders, but they're moving against the Lord himself. Mm-hmm. Well, I was, you know, rather convicted by the part where, you know, in their presumption, they went ahead and went on. And I think, um, of course, Moses nor the Lord's covenant moved from the camp, so it did not move with them. And how many times even in my own life and in my prayer life I will ask God to bless something that is of my imagination no or doubt. my um, thinking and uh, kind of like, I'm going to do this, but I you know, want your blessing on it, you know, so. No, and, and it's, you know, and both of those are, and both of those are things that, you know, that we, we do 
uh, you know, David was right. It gets amplified when we see it in the Old Testament sure. and we see a people mm -hmm. from a distance making mistakes. You know, we smugly said ourselves, if I had been there, I would not have. <laughs> we, we probably would have been among the grumblers. We, mm -hmm. we do the same thing. There are times that, you know, God is strongly urging us into obedience that we disobey. And there are times that we forge our own path when God is not with us and, and, and we stubbornly go ahead. And mm -hmm. both of those are grave mistakes for people of God. Mm -hmm. Because uh, the richest thing we can have, uh, you know, whether through our fears or through our prosperity, the richest things we can have are the presence of God. And that's mm -hmm. going when He leads, and that's restraining ourselves when, he, yeah. when He's not in it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For sure. You know, chapter 14 just, it really reminds me of, it's almost like, it's just our lives in a nutshell. Yeah, you know, that exactly. You get the very beginning of the chapter, the people are grumbling against the Lord. They want to go back to Egypt. They want to yeah. go back into slavery. They're like, let's just choose a leader to take us back into slavery. Mm -hmm. And then Moses and Aaron fall face down and they say, you know, the Lord is with us. Just don't rebel against him. You know, he, he's given us a, a great land. They even say, the, um, the land we passed through and explored is exceedingly good. You know, just let's not rebel. Mm -hmm. And then you get Moses interceding, you know, for the people and, and God saying, okay, I'll forgive them. But, you know, there is punishment that will come. Mm -hmm. And then the closing of the chapter is the people rebelling, you know, and it's just that it's almost that cycle. No. It's almost for that judge's cycle mm -hmm. that Katie talked about earlier. Um, but I mean, how many times is this our story? Mm -hmm. And it's just so vivid to, to watch the people of God rebel against God distrust his goodness, distrust his, you know, his, his grace, his kindness, um, and choose their own path. Yeah. And, and of course you do hear, you know, that you do hear the pleas of, you know, Joshua, Joshua and Caleb, mm -hmm. um, and the land we passed through and explored in verse seven is exceedingly good. In other words, God's promises are always better than even our imagination according to paul better than anything we could ask or imagine according you know to his power at work as if the lord is pleased with us what a great statement we're walking with him and walking in his ways mm -hmm. he will lead us into the land the land flowing with milk and honey mm -hmm. and, and will give it to us uh, which is you know, which is heart and desire of course, another interesting you know, feature you know, in, in some of these chapters is it seems like Moses is the more reasonable between he and God. And it, you, mm -hmm. you kind of see Moses you know, reckoning with God and recalling his promises. And we framed this before that you know, these are a lot like you know, the, the test of Abraham. In other words, in this moment, God appeals you know, to Moses. And, and Moses recognizes who God is and recognizes his character. And of course, this is a way that he's revealed himself, you know, from the very beginning, slow to anger, abounding in law, forgiving sin and rebellion, mm -hmm. yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children for the sin of the parents of the third and fourth generation. And, and of course, we, we skipped and chose his love and faithfulness for a thousand generations. Uh, in accordance with your great love, forgive the sin of these people just as your pardon uh, them from the time we left Egypt till now. Yeah. In other words, you, you've always been a, a forgiving God. Mm -hmm. and, and this is even when the people themselves are not repentant. Mm -hmm. You are a God who, who is more prone to forgive than, right. uh, you know, to, than to bring about destruction. Mm -hmm. uh, but however, because he is a holy God, he is bound uh, to stand for his holiness, and he is bound you know, to judge you know, sin. And you like the response from the Lord, I, I have forgiven them. Mm -hmm. I have yeah. forgiven them. Mm -hmm. Nevertheless, yes, <laughs> yeah, but that's uh, that's according according to his love as well. We can't just dis dismiss that. 
he can't set aside his love. Yeah. I quote a famous pastor that I heard that <laughs> it's it's that intersection of uh, you know mercy and what was it you said mercy and justice. I have no idea. I tend to yeah. very seldom. It was really awesome. Very, very seldom quote so famous good. famous pastors. I don't even know any famous pastors. Uh, however, but yeah. it is you know God's God's holiness is is, is capturing the heart. Uh, of both his mercy and his wrath. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It is his white-hot hatred for sin. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, we've been introduced to him in the uh, you know, Exodus narrative. He's a jealous God. He is jealous you know, for us, jealous that we have and receive his best, and jealous that we give you know, to him our very heart and our affections mm-hmm. and, and, and our best. And so even when he disciplines those of us you know, who, who are in him, it is to mm-hmm. bring us back to a place of greater mercy and greater, uh, greater grace. Mm-hmm. So all of his judgment. You know, and and it's, it's, it's startling. I've forgiven their sin, but their immediate circumstances is they're going to be wasted away in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. And of course, we have Paul in you know, a reminding of this uh, of that in the New Testament as well. Do not be deceived that uh, we right. will, you know, reap whatever mm-hmm. we sow. If we <clears throat> sow to please the Spirit, and from the Spirit we will reap life. And you ought to hear just kind of the echo. If we please Him, we will enjoy His goodness. Mm-hmm. If we sow to the Spirit, we will, you know, from the Spirit reap life. If we sow to flesh, mm-hmm. from that flesh we will. Reap destruction, and so you see the forgiveness of sin, but you also see the consequences of sin mm-hmm. at the same time. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, this passage too reminds me too of, in light of that, in light of our sin, in light of a God who you know can't tolerate sin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Moses is the leader in this moment that the people need, but he's not the leader that people want. Mm-hmm. You know, and yet he is the leader who goes before them and mediates between you know, God and man mm-hmm. in this moment and just how much greater is Jesus, that mediator. Mm-hmm. You know, Paul would write to Timothy say, you know, he is our mediator. Mm-hmm. And yet he's not always the leader we want. Rarely, you know, mm-hmm. has he been the leader that we want, no. but he's the leader that we need. And, mm-hmm. and of course far beyond, you know, be, you know behind the scene, it's a, you know, God is is not always the God <laughs> we want, but he is desperately the God we mm-hmm. need. And he yeah. knows best how to give good gifts to his children and sometimes uh we feel ourselves in the moment uh you know we 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 feel like he is distant and feel like he is unloving but all of his acts are because of his great compassion Mm -hmm. and his mercy for us Mm -hmm. father we do thank you that you forgive sin and help us father to see our sin through your eyes and and never to presume that there are not consequences to our sin we thank you that you've taken the ultimate consequence of your wrath and you've placed it on the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. We thank you even for immediate consequences, which sometimes sting, but cause us to step back and see your love and your mercy for us and to embrace you more fully in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen.